0: This is Why Small Business Matters from Northumbria University. Supporting small businesses with the Help to Grow Management Programme.
1: Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Why Small Business Matters. I'm Dawn Whitten and I'm a Director of Employability and Senior Lecturer at Newcastle Business School, Northumbria University. I am part of the team on the Help to Grow Programme, which supports SMEs in the region. Today, I'm joined by Robert Lundgren-Jones, who is a graduate of Northumbria, who set up his business, Lundgren Tours, and Graeme Beatty, the Head of Student and Graduate Enterprise, also at Northumbria University, who helped Rob develop his business idea, both as a student and a graduate. We'll also look at some of the ways Northumbria University can help to support your business through various services and the Help to Grow program. Welcome to Why Small Business Matters. Tell me about your relationship with Northumbria University then, your, your relationship in terms of your course and working with Graham.
2: So yes, the, the course, well the whole reason I studied at Northumbria University is because I found a very practical degree um, that, you know, th- there wasn't many lectures or seminars. The, the point of the degree was do business, set up your own business and relate all of your academia and theory and your assignments to the business activity that you're actually doing. So the course was very, very, very good for that. Um, Where Graham's department in particular really, really helped is a lot more to do with the uh, practical stuff that you need for a business (laughs) Um, that the course may be touched upon, but Graham's department with his fantastic mentors, etc., Add a lot more resources and scope for. Um, to give examples, I had my website terms and conditions made um, initially, straight away. That was the first thing I ever did um, with the student and graduate enterprise support, which is fantastic because I know nothing about terms and conditions, and of course you need them. And uh, initially I had some great um, calls um, to do with marketing, and PR as well, public relations. I was really out of my depth because I this was very opportunistic. I, I um, leaped at an opportunity that was provided just in a newspaper article um, from a cottage letting agency asking if anyone would do tools for the holiday cottages that summer. And basically that gave me a deadline of about three and a half months and suddenly it became very, very real and I had to do everything that I thought you needed to have a business and although I'm very good at talking that doesn't cover every aspect of business so Graham's department really really helped me look into what else was required and what was needed and then of course over the years as well um, I've had external mentoring support just before Covid I was working with Ross who's a fantastic mentor at looking at growth and actually scaling the business and Thinking about do I just want this to be a lifestyle business or do I want to take this to scale? Perhaps make it a franchise franchise model instead. And of course, the uh, the networking opportunities as well are invaluable. I mean, just having something I really really miss about my degree is how we were just put in an environment where we're all in the same boat, all very young people looking to do business and be entrepreneurs. And coming in every week and basically having therapy sessions, because we've made a mistake here, we've made a mistake there, and they're all very similar mistakes that we could share with each other. But by working with Graham's department, that network really continues with all these young professionals, graduates and students, all engaging and trying out business and learning from each other. And obviously, again, networking and uh, and getting experience and contacts from each other is really invaluable.
1: You touched on there that your idea developed from seeing a newspaper article. Is that where the whole sort of business idea generated from? Or was this something that you already had a a feeling for and that reinforced it?
2: To start from the beginning, I did maths, physics and economics at school. Um, So very much that traditional career path of. If you do very academic subjects, um, you'll do you'll get a great job and you'll do well in life. But I decided at the end of school that I did not want to do a career in any of those subjects. I've grown up in the northeast all of my life, in beautiful Northumberland, you know, 15 minutes away from any beautiful coastline, country walk, uh, as Graham knows, amazing place to cycle around to. And, um reinforced by my parents but i really fell in love with the place so i thought about really how how can i stay up here doing something that i enjoy rather than going down to london like everyone else etc and that's why i wanted to set up a business initially i love talking to people i love entertaining people and northumberland and the northeast very much has a growing sector in the tourism industry so i thought about tourism and then it was march 2016 whilst I was searching and researching the industry, where I came across this article um, that was released by uh, Rick McCordell, Managing Director of Cottages in Northumberland. Um, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning that. And uh, yeah, that's where it all began, really. And I just got very excited about the concept and idea. I phoned him up. That gave me the deadline until the beginning of August to set up a tour operating company Obviously at the time I had no business, I was just like, I'll do it, I'll make sure that I do it, Um, and yeah, so you did everything in between, you set up the website, you did all the marketing, um, you spoke to different tourism agencies, Um, I got in touch with Graham and had a lot of things developed for me, That some examples I've spoke about, did everything that I needed to do that I thought to set up the business, and that's how it all began.
1: So do you think, on reflection now, you were quite naive at what went into it all? Was it quite an eye-opener when you look back? Oh, yes,
2: definitely. Uh, I made the biggest mistake in the book. I didn't talk to any customers. Um, I very much relied on other people that had very you know, successful or growing tourism businesses and relied on their advice and thought, oh, well, if they're doing it right, then... If I listen to them, I'll do something right too. But just because someone has, I don't know, for instance, like a massive travel agency business doesn't mean they know anything about tour operating or the local area, etc. And yeah, I just didn't go out and ask who actually wanted this. I didn't have a target market at all. And um, the, the tour that was designed was a set tour around Northumberland. Um, around coastal towns, where I had like a very rigid script, it wasn't flexible at all, like I followed it word for word, and we went down um, the coastline and picked up at ten different places before the tour actually began, and on the first day, I'll never forget it, um, stop by stop, I had to get off at every single stop. And look like an idiot for five minutes as no one got on the coach. And then get back on the coach. And then when we got to the final stop, one person got on the coach with his dog. And I did an eight-hour tour on a 37-seat coach for one person and his dog. But he loved it, and uh, so did I. I'm sure the dog had a great time too. Um, So yeah, that, I guess, proved that I was good at it. And he enjoyed it as well. Um, and I enjoyed it. So it was just, the next step was, right, how do I make money from it? What's well, the business model? How do I pivot? We're going to get technical.
1: So your first trip was quite a challenge by the sounds of it. And I can imagine for a lot of young people, uh, that could really put them off and feel the, this isn't going to work and you've got to build that resilience. So did you, what did you do after that, that trip? What changes did you make?
2: You could argue the bigger mistake wasn't actually um, the fact I didn't speak to customers and then that first trip happened. You could argue the bigger mistake wasn't adapting straight away because I continued to do the same tour, not changing much other than the classic. Oh, let's give some discounts and see if lowering the price works, etc. Changes anything, which of course it didn't. I think the most people I ever had on one of those trips was about eight, Um, and that was probably one of the trips where I'd forced some of my friends to go as well. (laughs) So yeah, Um, we did have to eventually just cut down on the trips because I I was losing money. I was fortunate in the sense that I had kind of a safe space to experiment because due to my good A-level results, I got a £2,000 bursary from Northumbria University which basically was all chucked into this. Um, But in terms of how I came back and pivoted, well, there was a lot of reflection after that month. Um, But September was soon um, approaching. I was going into my second year of university. And that's what I really knew was university. And I realized, you know, I didn't have a target market at all. I was just targeted, you know, I was going after the atoms hoping anyone would come on the trips. So then I really started to think, right, who is a group of people? Because that's the the business model. It's a coach model where we sell ticket by ticket. And so if you get a full coach, it's it's high risk, high reward. So yeah. Um, So I was like, what group of people can I target that are all interested in the same type of trip? And that's where my passion for astronomy came back because I instantly thought of societies because obviously these are large groups of people that all have specific interests in a certain topic etc and so my first ever really successful trip was taking um, Northumbria Physics Society stargazing to Kildare Observatory. Now this was actually months of lead time as well and this just shows the process but also it taught me how much you have to invest into relationships and uh, how the whole process works from initially getting an interest to kind of the end result and everyone coming on the trip. And yeah, but at the time, after that summer period, it didn't matter how much time it took because suddenly I'd found a way to actually have my first full coach and prove to myself that the business can actually make money. The business model does work if you have a target market.
1: But I guess what this has shown is your positivity, remaining upbeat and seeing it as an opportunity to be able to grow and develop and use that time to, to develop those relationships and grow those relationships. And that's where your resilience is coming back through, you know, from that very first tour that you did to where you are now. I'm going to come to Graham now and ask Graham, do you remember Rob initially coming to your team with his idea?
3: Yes, I certainly do Don, which remember the first day when he came through the door to see me in the hatchery, I'd actually met Rob slightly before that because I was always invited to go into the EBM programme, the Entrepreneurial Business Management programme and talk a little bit about the work that we do as a university, supporting students and graduates into self-employment and business startups. so there was obviously clear links between the service and, and the programme itself. Um, and Rob quickly got in touch after I did, delivered that first session um, and came to see me just to talk generally about his idea, but also support um, available from the university. So, um, yeah, I can still remember him coming through. The, the great thing about him was enthusiasm, motivation and design, um, and he still has that to this day. He's probably got even more than that than ever before now, in fairness to him. Um, but you could see that um, shining through straight away. and. He may not have had all the raw materials in place about fully understanding his target audience and actually you know, the, the service that he was going to provide, but he had the genuine desire and motivation and the willingness to learn from myself and from others to actually go on and make a success of, uh, of what he was trying to do. Um, a pleasure to support from day one and um, just really interesting. We never really worked with a tour business up until that point. So it was quite interesting learning for me and for other guys involved um, in the support program that we have in, in supporting Rob and getting him to try to better understand who the audience was and how we were going to try and grow the business to the point where if Rob wanted to just then start thinking about and um, taking on employees and that sort of thing and clearly uh, very much focused around him in the first instance Thinking about how we grow that how we replicate and create a business model which we can replicate and then Hopefully, scale in, in the longer term, and then we were just looking into that to start with, um, and then of course COVID comes along and somewhat upsets the apple cart. We have to put everything on hold, but we've then since picked that up. Um, uh, Rob's done quite some quite significant sessions with our business growth mentor, a guy called Ross Coyley, who uh, Rod, Rob touched on earlier, um, and Ross has provided some real good quality advice to Rob in terms of thinking about. Systemizing, creating processes, and thinking about making that transition from working in the business all the time to actually working on the business, and that's probably one of the biggest challenges that Rob faces because so much of it is intrinsic to him, which is understandable. Um, but he is—you are getting there. There's no question of that now. Rob isn't there? that we're starting to build up in that. So no, it's. Uh, as always done with uh, working with the students and graduates, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to work with guys like Rob, and just to see their personal development, but also their professional development where they go with the business as well. So we're very fortunate to do the work that we do.
1: You're
0: listening to Why Small Business Matters. Find out how Northumbria University can help your business thrive through the Help to Grow Management Program delivered by leading small business and enterprise experts from Northumbria University with the support of leading figures from industry and experienced entrepreneurs. The programme supports senior managers of small and medium-sized businesses to boost their businesses' performance, resilience and long-term growth. The 12-week programme is 90% funded by the government and the fee payable by participants is £750 and has been designed to allow participants to complete it alongside full-time work. The in-depth, high-quality curriculum. Supports you to build your capabilities in leadership, innovation, digital adoption, employee engagement, marketing, responsible business and financial management. By the end of the program you'll develop a business growth plan to help you lead your business to realize its potential. To find out more about the program, the modules, eligibility and fees and delivery dates go to northumbria.ac.uk slash help to grow
1: You're listening to Why Small Business Matters and we're joined by Graeme Beatty of Head of Student and Graduate Enterprise at Northumbria University and Robert Lundgren-Jones of Lundgren Tours. You've spoken a few times about the pandemic. Now, your business must really have been coming out of the ground and just really beginning to grow and develop when we were hit by the pandemic and lockdown. What did you do? During that time,
2: cried no. Uh, <laughs> um, what did I do? Um, to be honest, at the start, I was very highly motivated. Um, I think I saw the advantage of being a very small business at the time. I didn't have any staff. I didn't have high overheads. Um, you know, I although I had to keep paying rent for my flat in Newcastle. I moved home with my parents. I did what I could to save money, and I just tried to think, you know, what can I do? Um, And I basically ended up adding a lot of value to my existing clients, which was, again, very much the importance of the relationships we built. Um, Adding value to them by providing virtual events, which I absolutely hated, but... um... (laughs) It was very, very beneficial for the business. Um, I mean, when I say I hated it, you felt like you were putting in uh, the same amount of effort to deliver a twelve-hour trip than you than delivering a one-hour virtual event to try and make it fun. Because, as I'm sure we all know, it's very hard to make something virtual engaging, interactive, fun. Generally, so but I did manage to do it, so my clients really appreciated the value, it started off just being free work, you know, how can I help you, what can I do, because everyone else was struggling as well, and then it ended up with me doing all, covering the entire virtual side of Freshers' Weeks, um, for Northumbria Students' Union for instance, and um, getting paid to doing vlogs and videos, which of course are repeatable, and are used at induction sessions, which go alongside nicely me being physically there, or if I'm not physically there, they still show the videos. Um, so a lot of repeatable content that hasn't just been a case of okay, COVID's been and gone now, I can just get back to the tools, etc. But the other advantage of me building those relationships is my clients really, really believed in me and they wanted to help me as much as I could. But it was very much kind of stick it out um, for the long run, really add value to your existing clients and they'll support you when we're back. And that's exactly what happened. Um, The main, you know, negative point was just how completely stagnant you were and you didn't feel like you were growing at all. Um, and as I said, you know, how long has the business been running for? Realistically, we've had two full years of trading.
1: <laughs> your passion for your business really does come through. I can't imagine you ever working for somebody, Rob. You know, you've obviously clearly been destined to run your own business. Do you think that gives you a better quality of life? Or is it seven days a week?
2: <laughs> um yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, my mum's constant worry is that she doesn't think I'll be able to work for anyone uh, ever again. Um, in terms of quality of life, I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons I did this. Um, and it was a big talk that I had with the growth mentor, Ross, um, from Graham's external team. You know, he was asking, you know, do you actually want to scale this business or would you be quite happy Having this as a lifestyle business, you know, if it gives you the life that you want, there's no expectation that you need to make this a 10 million turnover business, etc. Do what makes you happy. And I am a big believer in doing what makes you happy. Um, To answer your question simply, yes, I think it does provide me with a good quality of life. Um, Sure, there are times of the year where it's extremely busy and stressful um and sure there are not negatives of the type of business that i run for instance i'm busy all weekends my friends have to book me months in advance if they want me on a weekend and they all have the classic nine to five job if such job exists um but yeah i absolutely love what i do and i meet so many new people all of the time Um, And what's great about working with a lot of students as well is, you know, I'm a young professional, I'm a graduate, you're meeting so many young people every single semester and every year, and you end up just doing things with them for fun, and even when you're working, providing an event, you know, sometimes it just doesn't feel like work at all. I mean, last Wednesday, for instance, to celebrate the end of exams, we took everyone to Bambra Beach just to have... A party on the beach play rounders we had swimming races in the sea you know i mean that's great it's fun <laughs> um and that's more like that i can never ask for but obviously yes in terms of professionally um time management and things if i really want to i can have a day off i can work the hours that i want to i can be flexible and i love that i hate routines, and that's with everything you know Anyone who knows me knows that I love dancing, (laughs) and that's again part of my entertaining and show-off personality. But as soon as you teach me a dance move where I have to follow a routine, I'm out. I'm leaving the place. I don't follow routines. Now, of course, over the years, I've had to learn what my breaking point is. If you don't have any routines at all then it's not sustainable, you'll burn out, et It becomes too chaotic. Um, and so you've had to limit that. But ultimately, I absolutely love the flexibility that running your own business provides. And yeah, I do think I'm very happy right now. So I can only say that it provides me with a good quality of life.
1: So what would your advice be to maybe a current student or a graduate thinking about starting their own business?
2: <sighs> um yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not easy. I'm not going to pretend it is. You will have to face challenges along the way, undoubtedly. I can't say what those challenges are because, again, I think it's different from business to business. Sure, there's generic problems. Hopefully, by watching this, you'll learn to talk to customers first. <laughs> but, um yeah. I mean, my first piece of advice is that, you know, don't be afraid um, of the world. It's a really, really fun world. And I think there are more and more young people now um, setting up their own businesses. And there is a lot of support out there for you, like with what Graham and his team offer, you know. Um, just, you know, talk to people, ultimately. Get advice. I think a lot of people keep things in um when they could have been thinking about setting up a business for ages but they'd rather the security or to play it safe which is completely fine but don't be afraid to explore your ideas um ultimately my one piece of advice that i always give to young entrepreneurs is just do it just do it stop thinking i need the five-year business plan with numbers etc eventually yes if you're looking to grow if you want investment you do need all that But straight away, you just need to get on with it, do it, find out if your customers actually like what you think is a million pound idea Um, and just, yeah, just have fun doing it, you know, you'll learn so much, you know, it's always very hard to describe what um, an entrepreneur learns, uh, particularly if you're doing like a degree and people will ask you, you know, what did you learn today? And you try and process it and you're like a malfunctioning computer kind of thing but as graham touched on it earlier the personal development that you also um have just by running your own business meeting so many different people from a variety of backgrounds um experiencing so many different challenges again massive variety um is just something that really really does excel your personal development so you know in summary don't be afraid and if you have an idea that you're passionate about just do it get on with it start selling and if you continue to enjoy it then fantastic you can learn how to make money from it um in the
1: and of course, get in touch with Graham and his team so that they can give you some advice. Graham, what would you say to someone thinking about starting the business then? I
3: think often people are ask me, "Don't um, when's the right time to do it? Is it right to do it straight out of university or, you know, start to develop those ideas whilst still a student or a recent graduate? Or, you know, is it better to go and work for two or three years and then come back to um, having a go at starting a business? And it's it's case by case there isn't one uh, magic bullet there's no one perfect answer to that with Rob and with others uh, particularly where they've been on a highly practical program giving them some of the knowledge and skills that they need to have a go then it, it was clearly the right time to do that and um, straight out from university but there is no magic time um, it will depend upon the sector and the service that you're looking uh, just to, to either offer or develop um, Often, if you're looking to go down a professional skills approach, if you're going to do some sort of consultancy or go into PR or things like that, you might need to go out and work for two or three years and build up that knowledge and that expertise. Uh, Whereas for others, they have highly practical skills which they can already sell, so if they're based around design or fashion or something like that, they've already got a head start. And of course, uh, I touched on digital marketing before and I was being a little bit uh, mischievous around that but a lot of these guys coming through now are highly highly skilled and knowledgeable around all elements of social media and marketing and so on and can, can convert their skills almost instantly into some sort of paid opportunity and as Rob says don't be fearful have a go you know, as, as long as you do that for a minimal amount of money if not no money at all if, if at all possible and surround yourself with one or two support mechanisms and do it in a safe environment, and the university can provide that through the, through the incubator and its network of supporters, then what's to lose? But you've got everything to gain from that potentially, as long as you minimize that that sort of financial risk to yourself. Do that and you've got everything to gain. And why not? And I think the last, you know, with COVID two years or so ago, what that tells us if nothing else is that We need to be prepared for in the future where everything may just come to a stop in terms of working opportunities and things like that. So you need to be prepared to be able to have that change of direction, that pivot, if we want to call it that, even for a short term stop where we might have to go on and create our own other source of income when work has stopped. And I think that's that's the biggest thing that we all need to think about as students as graduates, other individuals coming through in society.
1: Thanks, Graham and Rob, for joining us today to discuss, obviously, the business and the opportunities that are available. Graham, if, if somebody wants to find out more about what Northumbria can do to support their business, how can they contact you? The
3: main way, as always, is through the university website. Um, we have all the information on the Graduate Futures element of the university website around all things about career provision for students and grads. And there's elements on there specifically around the enterprise support schemes as well in the incubator. So there's information there for other wider businesses, of course. Uh, who may not be students and graduates of the university is a much wider support program through uh, the university business and engagement teams, and through obviously the small business leadership program through through business and law faculty. So, uh, for any wider business, that they can look on on the direct business pages of the university website, and there'll be contacts to the uh, business development team there. So, that's always the best port uh, of call. Um, we uh, we have other marketing materials and stuff going out regularly on, on LinkedIn and things like that through some of our business development teams. But the university website is the best best port of call
1: for us. That's great. Thanks Graham. Rob, if somebody is interested in going on one of your tours or commissioning you as a, a Viking for the children's party, what is the best way for them to contact you? Uh,
2: the Lundgren Tools website, social media at Lundgren Tools on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want. Uh, my email address, Robert Jones at com. Similarly, if I'm just walking through Newcastle City Centre dressed as a Viking, a wizard or whatever, feel free to just come and have a chat. And uh, yeah, we'll get...
1: And I'm sure you'd be willing to talk to any students, young entrepreneurs out there yes. who are thinking of going down this route and helping to grow their business.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, my I add, you know, please do make use of the services available to you at the university with the Northumbria Graduate and Student Enterprise um, team, Graham's team, you know. Um, this, this isn't some sort of business that's... <laughs> looking for money in order to give you consultancy or support at the end of the day they're here for your own best interest to help give you support and you know so make use of it you know it's there for you to to take etc and uh yeah as i've mentioned before it's invaluable so make sure you do don't be afraid to ask for help and do contact greg
1: thanks to our guests, Rob Jones and Graham Beatty. If you would like to find out more about how Northumbria University can help your business, head to northumbria.ac.uk slash hope to grow. And don't forget to listen to our previous episodes covering topics such as taking your business global, the importance of networking and developing your people and your business. Like and subscribe to this podcast now so you don't miss the exciting next episode. Thanks for listening.